Welcome, 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 welcome to the ROM. Welcome to the ROM. This is Brian. And this is Constantine. And we, we are, are the ROM. The ROM. Uh, <laughs> hey, everybody. Appreciate you tuning in. We have got an amazing, amazing schedule with some ROM celebrities on and before we get to that though and and who we have on even though you know who we have because it's in the description and the title but you're gonna listen anyways damn it uh thanks for everybody who has listened across all of our episodes this is number five we're at 680 listens and counting constantine where can people find us thank you people can find us anywhere you get your podcast spotify apple podcast stitcher apple music anywhere you get your podcast we are there and look for the new logo that I think went live just recently, right, Brian? Yes, it did go live, and we actually have an actual logo. So everybody thank Constantine for putting that together. So please follow, like, and subscribe. And subscribe. Uh, Constantine, why don't you kick us off with updates from your end? I'll, c- I'll kick off updates from my end after that, and then we'll introduce our guests, and I'll have a rum show and tell. All right. Yeah, for me, I just got back from Singapore, did the direct flight from Fiji up to Singapore. So if you're in Southeast Asia, there's direct flights to Fiji, so no excuse not to get here. And went to Whiskey Live Singapore, one of my favorite events of the year. My wife and I do it uh, every year, minus COVID. We had such a rum-filled week. It was amazing. The Trinity, the holy trinity of rum was there. We had Gregory Vernant from Mayhem. Richard Seal from Foursquare, and of course, the famous or infamous Luca Gargano was in town, my first interaction with him, and it was just a fabulous week. Um, more rum than you can shake a stick at. The highlight of the week for me, Richard Seal had bought uh, brought his cane juice rum from Foursquare. It's a molasses cane juice blend. And it was fantastic. You're at Whiskey Live with some of the greatest rums in the world, and you think you've had it all. And, of course, Richard pulls something out of his pocket and says, try this. It was fantastic. It's going to be coming out at some point. Super top secret. Even people working for the brand didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Luca. Constantine, that sounds um, like – sorry, really quick, Constantine. That just sounds yeah. like the next the premise for the next Hangover movie, it's, but it's featuring Richard Seal, and it starts with, try this. You wake up three <laughs> days later, what happened? That's kind of what happened. <laughs> so throw in the mix, Luca Gargano, in the middle of a tasting, finds out my wife is from Fiji and says, I know a song. Gets up, sings and dances this Polynesian song that he learned, I guess, when he was in the South Pacific at some point. And it was just a beautiful moment to see Luca because he's so passionate about rum. The man's passionate about everything. So it was a great week in Singapore. If you're ever there for can make it for Whiskey Live, highly recommended. I'll be in the U.S. coming up soon, though. I'm going to be not quite your way, Brian, but up in San Francisco on December 5th, Orlando December 10th, and up in Washington, D.C. December 14th through 16th. So if you want to hang out and have a rum, let me know. What have you been up to, Brian? Uh, So uh, the last time we talked about uh, my trip to go visit U.S. Sugar in Florida, uh, I led a rum tasting there, and uh, it was on the rum choo-choo train. So that was fun. It was cool to get out there meet some other people, see how sugar is kind of a really big thing in Florida. There's over 900,000 acres of sugar cane growing in Florida, and none of it is rum, by the way. There's a very small amount that goes to this place called Lake Placid Rum in Lake Placid, Florida. But it was a cool trip. Uh, and then Rum Curious Club's happening this month, so we've got our holiday bash at Tonga Hut this coming Sunday. We actually have 
two events with Gosling's Rum. We're repeating our dark and stormy night with Gosling's that we did at Tonga Hut, but we'll be at Oldfield's Liquor Room on the 10th and we'll be at Twisted Tiki on the 12th. And then uh, I'm really excited to be hanging out with one of our guests up in the Bay Area. We're actually kicking off our first ever event at Forbidden Island in Alameda. And we're going to be sponsored by Privateer Rum there. So that's that. The last piece, too, is this morning, I actually just announced a Rum Champion's Guide to Rum. And two of our guests actually are featured in that guide. So it's it's a very V1 attempt at a, a single repository for rums I've tasted, recommended retailers, places to start with rum, et cetera, et cetera. But Enough about that. If you're interested, you can look at my bio. There's so much more work that needs to happen to be put into this, but it's a start. And speaking of the guests featured, we have two amazing humans that are doing all sorts of amazing work in furthering and elevating the category of rum. Ladies first. So first we have a wonderful, wonderful woman who is a very dear friend of mine who I spent time with Puerto Rico in, who owns two rum bars in Brooklyn. Her name is Garnett, but she is better known as the Rum Girl. What's up, Rum Girl? Hi, guys. I'm excited. <laughs> oh, I thought there was going to be more. <laughs> I took a sip of my rum expecting there was going to be more. Okay, we'll have you guys talk about yourselves in a minute. I swear I've done this before. <laughs> Woo, all right. And so next up then, we have a very, very new, but a very good friend of mine as well, who I've met twice in New York and up in the Bay last month, month and a half ago. His name is Arminder, but you know him better as Rum Revival. What's going on, my friend? Oh, not much. Thank you so much for having me here. Really appreciate uh, being a part of this. Looking forward to chatting about rum. Awesome. And and speaking of rum, uh, Constantine, why don't you kick us off with our our show and tell of who's drinking what? Yes. Yeah, so we've got a bunch of great drinks around here today. I was just looking at the screen. I see, I think, an abuelo there somewhere. You had what money must there, Brian? Yeah. Everyone, just tell us what you've yeah. got. I have got. Um, that I boutique rum on company's Money Musk. <laughs> oh yeah, boutique Thanks rum to Money Pete Musk. Uh huh. Uh huh. Beautiful uh -huh. drop. In case, in case our listeners can't tell, the uh huh is very sarcastic. <laughs> Ask us about that later. Uh, <laughs> rum girl, what do you got? Tonight I'm drinking. I'm sipping on some Ron Abuelo, the tawny, and I absolutely love it. A little bit of ice. She's just a beauty. Ooh. All right. So, and bring us bring us home, Arminder. What do you got? So I am a firm believer of never having any less than three drinks uh, around you at any given time. So I've got three, because that's just how I roll. <laughs> I'm a beer, right? Uh, Death and Taxes from Moonlight Brewing out in Santa Rosa. It's a black lager. Delicious. A little, little bit of roast. Uh, and then I have a little bit of red wine from Thanksgiving. That's what I'm just laying on my counter there in the kitchen. Figure, you know what? I'll it's... throw a little bit in there. Why not? It's in like a mug. You can't really see this, I guess, listeners, but it's in a, a waffle spot in San Diego. A little look of a little waffle there. And then I am drinking some rum. I am going to get through the rum. Uh, they're from Kohana. This is their uh, oh, newest beautiful. release. This is part of their new heirloom collection which is usually they do like single varietal releases like one kind of cane because they grow like 34 different varietals but this mm. is actually a blend of all 34 mixed Ooh. into one and honestly it's not as 
chaotic as you would think. It actually all comes together really well. It's delicious. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out Kohana. Uh, I actually yeah. lied. I, I have to bring us home because uh, I'm drinking this one because Armander dared me to drink the highest proof Jamaican rum that I had on my on my bar. And that happened to be Caden Head's Money Musk 14 year. I wish I knew the mark, but it doesn't say on the bottle. Caden Head, come on, let's get up with the transparency. I want to know what I'm drinking. All I know is it's fantastic. And cool. Constantine, where are we going yeah. here? Here we're going to dive into the world of rum fluencers. I'm looking at the screen here, and I'm just surrounded by rum fluencers, including the rum fluencer of the year 2023, the rum champion, Brian Inman. But we've also got two other rum fluencers here, and, you know, no hobby. You, you can't wait. You can't just be like, we have two others. These are two heavy hitters as well, Constantine. Yeah, I'm getting to I'm that. Just I'm saying. getting there. They're oh, incredibly okay. heavy hitters. Incredibly heavy hitters. But in general, though, you can't do any hobby today without influencers in that hobby online, which really enhances it and makes the experience that much better. And as Arminder was talking there, I, I was reminded of all the influencers, especially rumfluencers, that voice is so soothing and calming. Mm, Whenever amen. I listen to your reviews, it just takes you into this place. So it's great to have you guys here. But the Rumfluencer thing has kind of come about in the last couple of years. It was a little bit during COVID, but the ones that came up during COVID were so much more technical. People were doing deep dives into maturation programs and things like that, different fermentations. It got really geeky. But as we've come out of that and more people have come up, it's made it more accessible. I mean, I think that that both of you put content out that anyone who stumbles upon it would just be immediately attracted to without getting put off by technical jargon or just, yep. you know, all the geekiness, which we love. So thanks you guys for that. And as I'm transitioning here, I want to talk a little bit about how we got here. And I think maybe Brian, you could lead us into that about how this happened for you. And I want to hear, especially from our guests, because these are often fantastic stories about how people have gotten into this world and then, how you got online and got all of us attracted. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll keep mine brief because I do way too much talking on this show anyways. So I just was, I was almost pressured into doing this because I would not shut up about rum um, with my monthly rum parties. The great thing about rum is this and alcohol proofing exists because of rum and the British Navy and blah, blah, blah. And tiki drinks actually go back to Batavia, Iraq punch, blah, blah. And as soon as somebody had said, make it about the rum, don't make it about yourself. That clicked over. But, then that was the hurdle was, well, what do I make? Because I'm not a content creator by by trade or anything. And the extent of me is just being in front of a, a ring light with a tripod going, all right, is it straight? <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. But looking around, you know, there was a lot of amazing information on like Reddit, for example. And it was very in-depth on tasting notes. And that helped me, especially early on in my journey of, okay, I'm at the store and I'm looking at this. Caden Head 14 year uh, Money Musk rum. Is this something I want to try? And I still do this sometimes today. Of you know, you'll flip out the phone and you'll look and just look at quickly, you know. But some of these tasting reviews, it kind of reminds me of that episode of South Park where they make fun of Yelp and it's burnt tires in the sun for six days and, you know, bubble gum that's infused with blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, I must be an idiot because I'm not smelling air tasting the, the quiet of that. But so for me, it was much more of wanting to at least express what I was tasting and talking about the distillery. So, you know, kind of captured a little bit of lightning in a bottle. And that was really it for me. And then the the page started growing. I started connecting and met these two 
lovely people uh, online and then in person. So it's been a really cool journey. So um, given that though, I'd love to flip it over to our two guests and who wants to go first. It'd be great to hear a little bit about yourself, how you got into rum and then kind of your journey on becoming a rum influencer. So do any volunteers? So I um, was on uh, my roof uh, one day and I was talking to Kevin, my husband, and I was really emotional. And I was like, you know, we had a candy store before in a sandwich shop and we're entrepreneurs, it didn't work. And then I was running one of my really best friends, uh, bakery, Baha'i and like vegan wine. She makes like uh, cakes that look like a house or cars or buildings, like really high end, like sculptured pieces. I said to Kevin, I was like, no, I need my own. I feel like I'm missing something. Like, you know, I'm a real entrepreneur. I need my own. And I got really emotional. I was like, I have to have my own. And he was like, so what do you want to do? I was like, well, the only thing that I really know how to do with my eyes closed learning these businesses was I have to be able to run this business if everyone walked out or the pandemic or, or, well, you know, I need to be able to like know how to run it on my own. So no, I can't make cakes or, or bake. So that wasn't going to work for me to put like my savings into that. But I did know, I do know bars. So when I started to uh, build the bar, I ran into Shannon, who I know my name, but Shannon Munstifer, who at that point was um, running and curate. She curated the entire menu for Gladys. Gladys was an amazing rum bar in Brooklyn that was taking rum culture by storm in Brooklyn. You had Usher, Solange, and all these celebrities, even Netflix filmed there. And um, the gentleman who owned it went to Jamaica, it was a sandwich shop first or something, went to Jamaica, came back, flipped the whole script. And it told Shannon, we want a complete rum catalog. So when I was um, building the rum bar, I went looking for Shannon. And um, she asked me, well, what kind of cocktails are you thinking of? And I'm like, well, listen, I did a lot of travel in the islands. And my thing with the islands was I want your rum and your beer. I don't, don't make me a, a, a mojito. No, what do you, who do we drink here, right? So we know the islands, um, even working with, um, <clears throat> having the panel with Ian Burrell and Chriselle and Zan, I remember um, she's saying that, you know, in Jamaica, there's not too much cocktail bars, right? So what are you doing in Jamaica? All right, you're having a rum punch. Okay, so great. I don't like everyone's rum punch. So I would go to, uh, to the island nonstop. My mom was dying from cancer and I used all my points to travel. So I was traveling, trying to escape the pain. And I would go from island to island to island and just sip rums. Not to mention my mom was from Ethiopia and my dad's from Trinidad. So when I was younger, we always would go to the rum shops in Trinidad and, you know, and see the guys there sitting playing dominoes and I was on the stoop and watch my parents drink rum and things like that. So when I was talking to Shannon, I was like, well, listen, you know, um, I described the kind of cocktails that I actually wanted and, and the direction I wanted to go. And she's like, it sounds like you want a rum bar, Garnett. I was like, wait, but can I have a bar that's all rum? And Shannon's like, absolutely. And I was like, okay, let's, do, let's make a rum bar. And it was a complete hit, right? So there's like 200 and something bottles on at each bar all rum. Nothing goes on my shelves except for rum. If it's not rum, it's on a speed rack. It could be high-end whiskey, high-end vodka and tequila, but I promise you when you look up, it's nothing but rums. And I really fell in love with it and I, I started to learn. So I was hopping around from bar to bar. I traveled and now I wanted to try all these different rums. And I realized how uh, intricate 
the rum culture is and, and how to create these rums. It's not that easy to study and understand. It's like real chemists involved. And, and I was like, why well, you guys are actually like fucking working back here? I'm like really working to create this stuff. I'm like what? So it became exciting. I love the way rum tastes. I, I learned that it's probably the most diverse spirit. Uh, it, it is the most diverse spirit. And I just fell in love with it. So then I decided somewhere down the line a year and a half ago, a year ago, like, hey, why don't I talk about my rum addiction? Like, I love it's so much rum. Why don't I talk about it? And I didn't know where to begin. So I started rum talks. And then, you know, so you had the guy who owns 10 to 1 rum. Mark Farrell came there. Like, all these people were like, Ian Burrell came. And I, they were talking with me. And I was like, hey, you know, I think I'm onto something. And then I found Brian, you know, like my, my social media craziness. And I was in his DM. Hey, you, I want to come and see you in LA. And I want to connect with you and get on your page too. And he's like, hey, you, let's friggin' do it. And I flew to LA like two weeks later with some of my team members. And it was like love at first sight. And we just, we ran with it. And Brian has truly um, uplifted me. He's been to my new bar. He's been to both my bars, but he was there for the new bar. And he did a couple of days there, like as a special guest and, and talked about it and so many people. And then because of Brian, you know, I met Federico, uh, which I probably would have never met. But to spend all that time together in Puerto Rico and to bond with Federico opened the doors for me too. And as a woman of color, you know, I would love to be a part of which you know, Arminda has talked about that, you know, in, in history and, and slavery. I'm African and Caribbean. So I feel like not only do I love rum and I love the culture, but I belong in this new wave too. Yes. Yes, you absolutely do. Uh, for those of our listeners, if you want a good story about me getting Garnett very drunk at my rum bar at home, <laughs> send me a DM. We can talk about that later. <laughs> it's it's a pretty good one. And, and speaking of uh, drunkenness and such, that's not so garnett's thing is when so if anybody's hanging out with garnett when she when she has too much to drink it's it goes from like zero to 60 because you know we're doing all these rum tastings things like that and then garnett will will, t- will take her hand slam them on the bar and go guys slam on the bar i'm too drunk i gotta go <laughs> and that's exactly i gotta go i gotta go but that's, that's exactly you what know she does. when is enough's enough and you gotta balance that's a- it was yeah, enough. So <laughs> is there yeah. is there like a switch that goes in your brain yes, where weird. it's like i'm having so much fun oh i gotta go yes is it like does it stop on it? <laughs> that's great i love that i love that one well, and speaking of drinking well arminder i didn't get a chance to say this earlier but it's very hunter s thompson of you to have three drinks in front of you. I mean, that's just hats off to you. So um, (laughs) shifting over, shifting over to you. I mean, you've been, you've been doing this for, for a bit now. And I mean, your content is out of this world, professional and fantastic, clean, sophisticated. So for those of our listeners that may not know you, which I think is very slim at this point, um, let's tell us a little about, about yourself, how you found rum and then kind of what you found as, as a rum fluencer. Oh yeah, for sure. First of all, I should have gone first because Garnett's whole thing was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, am I gonna follow this? Oh crap. Um, but yeah, no. So I um, gosh, I mean, so I used to be COVID work in uh, the hospitality industry as well. I used to bartend and manage a beer bar in Oakland for like years. Worked in the beer industry in the Bay forever. You know, before, during, and after all my shifts, I'd sneak out and get a shot of whatever at any of the nearby bars, right? It's kind of the thing you did, right? Uh, a couple times, even during your shift, you know, whatever, whatever you got to do. And 
you know, there's so many great bars in Oakland, downtown Oakland. Oakland's a beautiful place and great hospitality, great restaurants, great bars. And so, you know, through that, I would meet, you know, I would try different spirits, whatever the bartenders would give me, you know, whether it was tequila or Fernet or whatever. But, you know, eventually someone gave me a shot of rum and I thought, oh, that's cool. And then I went to a different bar eventually a couple of days later and someone else gave me a different shot of rum. And I was like, wait a minute, those are both rum? Because they're so varied, right? I was like, there's no, no way, right? The tequila for the most part was all kind of tasting the same, uh, the whiskeys and all that. And that was the thing that I was like, what? And then that became a thing when I would sneak out <laughs> my ship and get a quick shot. It, I'd always ask for a rum and like whatever you have. And that was like, hey, there is so much diversity here. And that was a hook for me. And then like, I think you may have alluded to or not, but uh, being in the Bay, we've got so many tiki bars. Like it's crazy. And they're all mm -hmm. minus one or two, uh, pretty damn awesome. And uh, so because of that, I was like, okay, great. I'm really interested. <laughs> uh, we could talk later about which ones I don't think are, are that awesome. Um, anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was it. I was like, well, okay, I think I really like rum, but I want to explore it. So how do I do that? So well, all these great tiki bars, rum bars have, this amazing uh, selection of rums in their back bar, right? Obviously, Smuggler's Cove has a massive amount, but even the other ones, um, Contiki, Forbidden Island, you name it, you know, they, especially at that part of my journey, I, I was so new to it all. So it was all about just trying them. So that was, okay, I'm hooked. This is my thing now. In terms of the content, you know, what happened was, as with, I feel like everyone's origin story nowadays is like COVID happened, right? Suddenly out of a job, right? The industry didn't really exist for a, a period of time. So having to ha make some money, I, you know, got like a, a boring nine to five, which, you know, obviously helped pay the bills. But what sucked was that suddenly, besides just getting access to a bunch of things to drink for free, was uh, I, I couldn't talk to people about booze and beer or spirits or rum, anything like that, right? We all couldn't, right? We were all home. Uh, but if you weren't a bartender, you, that part of that conversation and your kind of social life kind of just disappeared. So that was really challenging, right? And so I realized as we were kind of coming out of, you know, maybe early last year, mid last year, I was like, look, I've got to do something. I, Cause I, I didn't go back to the industry. Once it did open back up, I, I stuck with the nine to five. It's like, well, I got to talk to people about this stuff. And how do I do it? I'm like, well, I know one person. I know one person who's willing to listen to me talk on and on about rum. And that one person is me. So if I'll stick a camera in front of me, <laughs> talking to the camera, at least there's someone there who will listen to what I have to say. And that was kind of it. So it was it was realizing I needed to scratch that itch. And kind of my, my, my background is all from all over the place. I used to do some research and I have a research and writing background. So there was that component. Um, I used to do some shorts back in the day. I used to be a bit of a performer back in the day. So I always wanted to kind of bring that stuff together to create content, but I wasn't sure around what, like, you know, what the topics like there's people doing everything and I wasn't quite sure. But once the rum thing kind of came in and in the midst of COVID, I really wanted to talk about alcohol and rum i was like okay you know what finally i have an area of focus let's bring all that all those different backgrounds together and let's try to put out some videos and see how it goes and that's kind of my origin story i love that if, if no one else will listen to me i'll listen to me it's such a great way to <laughs> I will get started to i mean but, but, but you guys know like at the end of the day at the, that's all you're doing i mean unless you're doing an event you're just yeah. in your room by yourself uh, yep. staring at a screen and talking into it i mean at the, that's it that's your audience really you're yeah. Audience, yeah. I guess, right? Right, right. And and some of those times you're yelling at yourself if you have to take and retake and God damn it, I was so close. I almost got it. Yeah. And then you have to people don't see start. unless you yeah. you let them see it. But otherwise <laughs> there's a lot of that. There's a whole side of us that people have no idea. Uh, for sure. Yeah. 
But what? Like, talk talk more about that. You know, I've I've seen Brian behind the scenes uh, a lot, staying at the house. Now, you know, you've been there, Garnett. Um, you know, what are the behind the scenes things that people don't expect about life? You know, doing this. I mean, just moments that you're like never saw coming. Like, what the hell? What What's it like? Uh, I mean, I don't. For me, it's like being so sensitive to light when it exists, when it doesn't exist, and suddenly being mm. aware of the sounds of your neighbors, the dogs and the cars. When you're recording, right, you never think about these things. You know, when you're not recording, it's like yeah. not a thing. Once you're in that production workflow, suddenly you're hyper aware and vigilant of those things that until before that I was never aware of, you know, like, oh, crap. I mean, I got mm -hmm. artificial lighting now, but for, initially I was like, wait a minute, I, you know, I, I am a beholden. To, to, to the sun and I'm beholden to my neighbors uh, <laughs> shutting the hell up, you know? <laughs> yeah. For me, I hate the camera. So I am literally doing take after take and I'm like, this just like stressing me out. And then I have, so now I got a little easel and I have all my talking points because I tend to ramble, you know? And it's so much rum, it's so mm. much rum. <laughs> You know, it's just like, I'm not all this shit by heart. So I'm like writing my notes and then I feel like a crazy person. And I'm like, Sh oh, damn, shit. Hey, it's the rum girl here. And I'm talking, I'm on a pink couch. And I'm like, wait, shit, wait. Hey, guys, it's the rum girl here. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> oh, man, that speaks to yeah, me so much. I, I would like to say that. <laughs> well, it's funny that the thing that you're talking about the more you do it, makes your performance probably that much worse as you get drunker and drunker trying to do it. Well, there's some spiraling that happens, I'm sure, for all of us, right? Because, like, you're just not getting it. That line is weird and you wish mm -hmm. you had written it differently or whatever, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and for me, because yeah. people be like, hey, man, how are you? How do you know all this stuff off the top of your head? I'm like, bro, I don't. First of all, I'm reading off a teleprompter, you know? Uh, there's just no, no way. Uh, whether you think yeah. I'm natural at it or not, that's a whole different yeah. thing. But, like, yeah. I'm straight up reading this because I've written every damn word. I I've written every single pause. I've written every single, you know, like sigh and every sip into the script. Uh, so you don't see that. And, and maybe you think I, maybe it's obvious. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, but I hope it uh, it comes across as sort of natural. But for me, that was the only way. Natural, I, I'm just... not, I'm not uh, casual and off the cuff. And everything I'm saying right now is actually, I'm reading off the script right now. Yeah, we sent him all the questions beforehand so he could script it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way, because otherwise I just don't do well like off the cuff. So that, that that's kind of my little behind the scenes. Well, you look amazing. Like I started following you and I was like obsessed. And I was like, oh my God, he's like freaking dope as fuck. Like, oh, I mm -hmm. love it. You actually inspired me too because I was family. in your deal. I was like, "Hey, so um, what kind of camera are you using?" And what are you? Doing? <laughs> I, I love how you can just go on and on and on. Like I, I cannot wait to get to that point. Like I know how to mix it, create cocktails, and have fun with it. But I feel like you guys are all like so like on the detail. My 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 weakness is like the the aging, the fermentation, the, the, the molasses process, the, this, like the technical geeky part is like, oh my God, it's like, it's a lot for me to learn, but I'm learning it though. Yeah, but like, I think most people, that's not as important. I think personally, because what I love about you is you have the enthusiasm and, and the love for it, it's obvious, right? And that's the thing mm -hmm. for anyone who I'm following, right? Not even this rum space, like anyone in our, that we follow on YouTube or Instagram, half of it is just based on, because they're passionate, right? And, and when I watch your stuff, it's, Clearly, it's there, right? You're, you're clearly passionate about it, excited about what you're doing with your bars uh, and, and with the industry as, as a whole. And that's more important. I think that's the thing that keeps people viewing, I would hope. 
because that's how yeah. at least that is the case with me to how I watch your content for sure thank you yeah absolutely it means a lot coming from you <laughs> notice how Brian- we haven't given Brian a compliment yet <laughs> <laughs> I love nor Brian- should you <laughs> no, no I'm just messing with you buddy Brian, I, I would love to know Brian because what I think you going back to what I'm saying the impression I think you are masterful at being kind of extemporaneous and kind of off the cuff. Now, I don't know if you're actually reading off a script or not. I don't know if you want to reveal your secrets, but I think you do oh, a I phenomenal yeah. job of just Appreciate letting you. yourself just kind of be in the moment and kind of, and, and just kind of share your enthusiasm, your passion. And it's so cool. And I, you know, again, you don't have to give your secrets, but that's what it comes. Oh, I'll give all my secrets. Or... Yeah, no, I, yeah, everything is, is scripted for the most part for me. You know, I might change a word or two, but uh, the ones that kill me the most to do are these deep dives. And I'm, I'm, I'm in this ever debate with myself. Cause I have a few friends that are influencers in the tequila space or elsewhere. Like it needs to be shorter. And it's like, well, you know, the 90 second deep dives are great, but I do those in one take. So when I talk about worthy park rum, it's a 90 second one take. I do it in one take. Cause I like the energy, but what people don't realize is it takes 15, 16, 25 times to do it. And I, I, I've never thought I would emphasize with what's the guy's name? Bill O'Reilly. With the, we'll do it live. But, you know, like, yeah. in the moment when I'm on like the 15th one and I'm like, God, fucking damn it. I'm going, sir. I'm almost sir. And then, of course, I have two lovely dogs that anytime I like start and I get behind the bar, they like book it and beeline because then I'm going to get irritated with everything. But yeah, I mean, it's I think it would be just like with you guys. This isn't in my head. There's some talking points and it would be impossible to remember every specific historical fact of every distillery and then to try and distill that down pun intended uh into a short bite sizable piece of content that's entertaining and informative at the same time it's it's not possible without talking points or a script um unless it's something that's like 15 seconds so the here are my top five rums if you're a whiskey lover getting into rum that takes five seconds but the ones where you're trying to get some stuff across but I mean, Arminder, I, I've got to commend you because I I don't know if I have the the patience for somebody that's clinically ADHD like I am to to do long form 15, 16 minute videos on YouTube yeah. and get five, six, seven thousand views. Yeah. It's it's masterful. So the fact that and a lot of it's the your knowledge is is far and away above, but the fact that you know all of the the technical details and can convey that in a way that's understandable to even the average lay person and then be able to go on for 10 minutes plus on tasting reviews or recommended rums or brands that's not easy to do i would say it's much easier for me to take a bunch of content condense it down into 90 seconds and speed read it like a lunatic (laughs) rather than actually taking my time to be methodical and patient enough to do that i mean obviously if you're in person you can do that, yeah. but just for content for me, like it's bite size is just helping my attention span. Absolutely. You know, but it's, first of all, thank you. That's so funny because I almost feel like the opposite. I think that for me, the challenge was the 90 second thing and like pumping out volume, obviously, like stuff on Instagram mm. or TikTok, right? You, I, I was having a real tough time with that. Like, because I kind of pulled back from that. Obviously, you, you alluded to the YouTube channel and like I've spent the last maybe five, six months posting most of my energy there because. It was a lot. It was a lot of work to be able to generate content, even in ninety seconds yeah. of time. And obviously, it's it's, it's hard work. Obviously, and I it's just I was struggling because it's like, to your point, there's so much I want to say, right? I have a lot to say, 
and I can't shut up. And none of it, I, I don't think I ever hit like a 90 <laughs> seconds. It was always like two, two and a half minutes, three minutes long, which is yep. fine if anyone, but you know, th those platforms aren't really built for that. At least I don't think they are. At least that's what they tell you. And so I struggled. So I said, you know what? I'm going to st step back from that a little bit and kind of focus on the YouTube thing because, you know, I can kind of go on and on. And so that I've really enjoyed. But honestly, I would argue that it's just the same amount of work. The, the daily 90 second equals to maybe a weekly video. For me, if just having done a little bit of both of yeah. those, I feel like it's still the same level of effort. And in fact, it might even be more because you have to change your your headspace for every damn day because you're now you're talking about this one rum now you're talking about distillation now you're talking about a whole different region you, you know like you have to do that multiple times in a week that that unto itself is a lot of like time effort and energy um but yeah yeah uh, you know to each their own whatever works for you obviously and yeah um, yeah yeah i feel like oh man amen this... amen and and i guess there's a good plug here to say if anybody has yet to follow uh garnett or armander why don't you guys drop your uh handles right now so you can find arminder on youtube it's it's rum revival on youtube as well uh, it's officially the rum revival on oh YouTube. The uh, yeah, I, I decided rum to really revival. class it up by adding a the before the, <laughs> <laughs> the rum revival <laughs> on youtube i don't know why it's, uh, it's the very that yeah the, the the mustache curling yeah and then on, <laughs> on instagram it's just at rum revival because if you put the and you look at it all together it just doesn't you can't read it as rum like it's like thrum revival mm -hmm. and I just i was like people you know i'm not gonna do that mm. so that, that was that's why I, yeah. I am on youtube as uh rum talks which i'm going to change to the rum girl and um instagram i am garnet Phillip. i love it awesome make I mean, sure I to follow i mean you guys i do want to um go for the name the um the rum girls so I'm, I'm the attorney's not working so i'm in the process of it uh the trademark so there is a, someone on there with that name but um oh let's find have to buy that's fine. Fine. let's 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 crack some heads let's find who this I'm person is yeah, exactly you, i have to wait till i get <laughs> everybody spam who the rum girl bitch. is give me the name <laughs> let's so if they if they're a person if it's a handle on instagram everybody listening just spam uh kurt messages saying you're not the rum girl garnett is give up this handle <laughs> That's so Could funny. Be tasteful. <laughs> That's yeah, of course, be tasteful, be tasteful, but be polite. Be tasteful, <laughs> polite, but firm. Yeah. It's funny because I actually, I, the Rum Revival was my second choice. Um, yeah. Uh, it was actually going to be uh, Citizen Kane, but with the C instead of the K. Ooh. Um, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a cool one. It's like the best. It's like the best because I'm a big film nerd too. Uh, you know, I, I yeah. studied that and yes. so obviously Citizen Kane, blah blah blah, best movie ever. So you know, whatever. But that was like that was perfect. But there already is a Citizen Kane. There's a Citizen sure. underscore Kane. There's a Citizen uh. underscore <laughs> Kane underscore. There's underscore Citizen underscore Kane underscore. Oh, goodness. All <laughs> permutations. And I didn't want to add any numbers. I thought, okay, maybe I'll add 151 because you know rum. Uh, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Either I got it or I don't. I'm not gonna. Mm, I'm not gonna fair. have yeah. it. Um, so that, that was a rumor. My was my second choice. Well, see, you need to get Garnett's attorney, and then we're gonna go after that <laughs> guy or girl, <laughs> and just hey, let's go cease and desist. This is mine. You know, I own the trademark. Give it to me. The trademark is like over two thousand dollars, like twenty three hundred. Oh. They're like Jesus. Yeah, Christ. Garnett. I know. I have the Rum Champion is trademarked, and the Rum Curious Club is trademarked. Oh. It's ridiculously gross and expensive but you know sure. once you have that peace of mind and the piece of paper saying yep this is yours you're like yeah. all right i agree constantine where, yeah. where are we going next are we yeah so are we on track i wanted to i wanted to talk a little bit about the 
you both have pretty good followings now. You're in multiple platforms. Like that relationship with your followers, how much does that drive, say, your next bit of content or the way you're going or how, just how have your followers and that ongoing, I assume, conversation, whether in the comments or through DMs, shaped your, uh, your channels there? Or does it at all? Or you just pick a direction and you're like, people are going to listen or they're not. Like Armando, you said, I'm talking to myself. So maybe, maybe it's that. Uh, yeah, I'm winging it. I, I don't, I'm, I think I'm winging it. I'm just praying they pay attention to me. I feel like um, yeah. it's hit or miss the algorithms. I don't know. I'm learning what time is good to post. I'm praying to listen to me. I'm just trying. I, I want, I, I love what I do. So I hope yeah. my passion, you know, they can see that and love me for 100%. me. To, to me, yeah. I, 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 and this might be the wrong way to approach it. I don't know, you know, but you got to do what you got to do. I don't think about my followers when it comes to creating content, because going back to the point, like there's a lot of work that gets put into these videos, right? Research, mm -hmm. writing, filming, mm -hmm. editing, mm -hmm. like, you know, depending on the nature of the video, depending on how long it is, it could be five to 10 hours of your life. And if I'm not enjoying that, if I'm not happy, having a good time doing all of those steps, because I'm doing it for someone else, like, then what's the point? You know, like, I, I, mm -hmm. like I have to be having fun with it. So ultimately, first and foremost, the only person I have to really care about is myself. Otherwise, to, to have any kind of like longevity to be able to kind of want to continue to do this, right? Is that I have to be whatever video I'm doing is like I gotta care about it because I'm spending right. a lot of time doing it. Um, <laughs> and then you know, like then you hope to, to Garnet's point that that enthusiasm, the passion that I am hopefully exuding in that video because I actually care about the subject matter, uh, then uh, comes across so that I don't want. I don't need everyone to follow me, just the people who are vibing with me, right? If you're vibing with what I'm putting yeah. out, yeah, what, right. my, what exactly. I'm geeking out right. about, if you're vibing with that, cool, then you'll probably follow me and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, if you don't, that's totally cool too. But like, I think that's the most important thing to, at least for me to kind of approach it and be healthy about it is like, I just have to take care of my, like, that's my only follower in a way. That being said, sometimes when you get people who follow you, and that you're aware of them and you're like, these are people you respect and they're like researchers or writers in rum or whatnot. And you're like, crap, these people are following me. Damn it. <laughs> now, now suddenly there's like this huge burden because you're like, God, this guy's going to look at my video and I'm going to say some dumb shit. You know what I mean? Like, I mean you have like, what, imposter syndrome? I'm going to say this and he's going to call me out. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and, and of course, and I'm sure with all you guys too, everyone's been super kind and supportive and very nice. No one's like, hopefully not. I mean, there's trolls. That's a whole different thing. But like people in the industry, yeah. Um, yeah. have been nothing but kind, loving, and supporting, which has been awesome. Half the reason why yeah. I think I'm still doing this, I'm maybe for you guys too. Uh, so it's, but still, when you know that X, Y, and Z is subscribed or following you or subscribed to you, and you're talking about uh, either a rum that they make or uh, mm. a, a topic that they've written <laughs> extensively on and researched on, it's like, oh my God. You know, so you try to keep that out of your mind, but like sometimes that just pops up back up again. You just have to live with it, I guess. Like Arminder, yeah. listen to this. So I didn't know that like um, uh, uh, Akshan and uh, Baba Cool was beefing. So when I was doing the, um, yeah, they're like a major beef. So when I was doing the Brooklyn Rum Fest, I didn't know that they were like they were like somewhat related or something happened, but like they hate each other. Hmm. I didn't, I didn't know. So it was funny to me because I was talking about like you know Akshan and uh, the guy who owns Brooklyn Fest was like, shut up. You cannot talk about Akshan or Babaku. I, I don't know. So now, you know, to me, I'm getting like Hamden following me and like some of the big girls with Bacardi because of Brian, like we're, we're together. So now I'm like, gee, wait, you're posting like 
crazy ratchet funny shit on my stories. And I'm like, holy shit, Babaku's watching my stories? Wait, AK? I'm like, okay, wait, hold on, wait. I don't want to, like, you know, mix who I am with them, but it's like, it's still my personality and I'm funny. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> posting stuff on the media and the run rats, like, are watching me. I'm like, oh, damn. Fuck that, man. You, you gotta be you, right? I mean, true. Oh, the beefs. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah I'm going to jump into it. Without the... being too controversial, but man, there are some beefs out there. Beef. Oh, totally. Oh, my God. So, so here's here's the I mean, without naming names, there's certain uh certain brands on the island where rum was invented, and I'll leave it at that, and kind of running into a buzzsaw, especially early on when I said, Oh, I like this brand, and I said it to the wrong brand, and I kind of a little bit of a buzzsaw, like oh sorry. Was I heard Forest Square that has like major beef too with like some of like the other rum people like well, and that, and you know, the other thing that that Constantine and I chatted about on our last episode was was this really visceral reaction. I think it's gotten better uh, over the past year ish, but you know, oh, there's dosage and that's fucking dog shit if they put sugar in there, and you're like, whoa. I, I mean, I know a few individuals that that will like dunk on El Dorado, for example, even their cask strength stuff was well, you know, they put sugar in there, right? <laughs> okay, so if we want to talk, this is where I get to with adulteration, and you know, like what you like. Drink what you know, know what you're drinking, like what you like. But then, where I like to go, and in Constantine, you and I've talked about this, but what do you want to classify as adulteration? Is barrel aging adulteration? Is proofing something down adulteration? So, what exactly? And then there's also this weird thing where sugar's bad, but caramel coloring's good, or it's not as bad. And so, like, you know, it's this whole thing of just, you know, the rum category needs to be elevated, which is why I appreciate both of you because you both work so hard to elevate and just educate about why this is the world's most diverse spirit. So any infighting just seems, at least for me, it's not worth my time. And so I I have made it a point to just not get dragged into anything. I'm not, you know, I know it's kind of a cop out to say, oh, well, I'm Switzerland, but I'm just focused as we all are on just elevating the category. And to be candid, rum is not a category that most people take seriously. Why is that? Which is why we are all doing... Uh, let's see. I, I, the best way I explain, explain it is imagine an alternate reality where Fireball had unlimited resources and mm. got, you know, like Captain Morgan, $3 billion over 30 years from the U S government and pays no taxes. So imagine if Fireball had a complete domination of the market share of what convinced 99% of Americans, what whiskey was and everybody else. And if these brands aren't the brands, forgive me, but like Witcher, Weller, whatever, Bardstown, whatever. I do know Bardstown because, you know, that's about all I know. If they were trying to convince the public, you know, 200 plus million Americans that there was more to whiskey than Fireball. And that's where rum is. Rum is kind of seen at large scale as, well, I don't like rum. I had rum in college and, you know, it's something to mix with Coca-Cola and, you know, it's it's Captain Morgan, which also, if you haven't seen Arminder's very amazing video about <laughs> captain morgan it's it is a national treasure so um please and pulled a lot that. of people it was masterfully done oh yeah and that, that great a madagascar vanilla mm, <laughs> cheers, <guys. laughs> I, I was surprised i, I thought was it was beautiful I was being very obvious but yeah i was kind of surprised by i was honestly the first people that 
thought that told me that they thought I was playing it straight were my cousins, but they're pretty dumb. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I expect them to, to, to buy it. There were other people too. I was like, what? Gosh. <laughs> that's good. It's good. But you know, that's that's where we are. Is no one, you know, when I do any kind of speaking events, as I'm sure you guys have too, you say, okay, keep your hands up if you know these brands. Captain Morgan, Sailor Jerry, Bacardi. And you say Worthy Park, hands go down. You say Hampton, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, hands go down. You say, you know, Holmes Key, Mount Gay, whatever. You can go on and on and on about all these different brands. Mm-hmm. Alambique Serrano. And people just kind of stare at you and go, oh, wait, there's more to run than, yeah. than just what, I, what I'm conditioned to know. And I'm not saying that any of those brands are bad, right? I mean, it's, it's all a matter of personal taste. But when you have nearly unlimited resources and you can dominate and outspend you know, in marketing dollars or bar takeovers, if you will, it's an uphill battle. So a lot of really good brands are facing a pretty tough challenge, which is the, the, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess just built in perceptions in everybody's mind that rum is just a sugary beverage. that's going to make you sick if you drink too much of it. So yeah. Brian, could you uh, roll those R's again, please? That was really nice. Alambique (laughs) Serrano. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Sorry, um, the moment you did that, I, I didn't hear the rest of your thing at all. I just, I was just locked in on that. Sorry, I'm sure it was pretty insightful. <laughs> Have you guys been away with Brian before? Like Brian, like on vacation or like on a rum tour, is really freaking funny. Like you yes. got like Brian action. He's like really. He's like really funny. Oh. He's like the most funniest person ever. Such a ball of fun. Well, I mean, that's how Constantine and I actually started this podcast is because we got really drunk at Maison du Whiskey in Singapore. And of course, the last thing that we decided to try was Black Dot Last Consignment. And we recorded the, <laughs> the experience. And I'm trying to be very serious. And okay, so this is liquid from the 1970s. Out of nowhere, Constantine comes with the frame going, ha. <laughs> and I'm like trying not to choke up this really beautiful historical liquid and then i'm trying to go you know this is great because it's from the british royal navy this was called the tot and then constantine just in here like saying like the most silly things and just not allowing me to be serious but then we posted it and it was like hey let's let's just do this for funsies which is how to the rum came to be so uh but i mean even drinking with arminder up in uh up in the bay at last rites that was a lot of fun because we had we had a lot of drinks and then we walked across the street and got pizza. Shout out Myrtle Bank, Chris Miano for, yeah. for taking care of us what, that what, night because we were not taking care what, of ourselves. Weren't we promised like a nicer like dinner and then we ended up just getting yeah. pizza you know, cause, the because Yeah, there was, weren't we supposed to go to, we were supposed to the go Chinese to some Cantonese, yeah, Chinese yeah, 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 or yeah, something yeah, like totally. that. And then yeah, Chris was like, I guess they closed. So pizza's <laughs> over there. And and we were both we were both a bit buzzy bears and went, yeah, pizza sounds yeah, great. I mean it's totally it, 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 did, it did exactly it did. what I needed to do with perfect. Did, but fine. I wanted some I wanted some <laughs> yeah, I was I wanted some Chinese food. Was so too, down to yeah. grub. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you have if you're in the bay, if you're visiting the bay, check out Last Rites. It's a phenomenal bar. It's just a gorgeous yeah. setup, but the cocktails are fantastic and good crew out there too. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a, if you guys haven't been, it's it's a really cool. It's a it's it's basically the the airplane version of Mothership in San Diego, yeah, where Mothership, you're a spaceship. Yeah, and Last Rites is awesome because they actually have like old plane seats and talking to. I think Tommy's the GM, but I remember just walking in there and was like, "Holy shit, this place is awesome!" And he's like, "Yeah, it's pretty great, right?" And I just went in my too excited. I think I scared him for a second because like, "This place is fucking great. That's great." 
I'll have it. Because <laughs> I was already drinking because Chris Miano was like, you want to drink? Yeah, drink some more Myrtle Bank. And I'm like, okay. 120 proof Jamaican rum. Shout Myrtle out Bank. Myrtle Bank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's um, when do you guys think, okay, so is there such thing as too many rum tours? I feel like I, okay, so no. for example, Okay. Okay. So for example, <laughs> so for example, like the the rum fest or the the spirit fest, I know where I'm gonna go. I might be in a different city or town. Same rum brands in all of the venues, right? My, oh, I which, see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So I feel like okay. So if I keep going Ooh, to this, yeah. I know the reps. I know it. I know. I know the brands. What's next? And I feel like I want to definitely get more into the distillery touring i love that a lot too um yep. and the like, bars and liquor stores and sampling because now i feel like okay well listen g what more can you learn you've been to all these rum like fests not like festivals like these like i, I don't know like i'm just kind of torn between that right yeah now. i really want to do more distillery tours like if i had if i had uh money was no object i guess what i would do is i would get a sailboat or like some kind of a boat not a cruise ship because that's too gaudy but something that would maybe have like 100 to 200 people and we were able to just kind of pull a Ed Hamilton and just sail around the Caribbean and, oh, hey, we're going to stop in St. Lucia for a month. Um, oh, and then we're going to go to Barbados. And obviously you would hit different islands on the way down or up. But just to be able to go hop on, hop off and film the entire experience and really promote oh, a lot of these distilleries, plus bring a lot of rums back that you can't get into the U.S., mm. Um, that would be, I think that the biggest thing for me is going to the source, meeting the people hanging out. Uh, and even for me, I think it's getting a lot of Caribbean influence cocktails, yes. things that, you know, I'd never really think about, um, or even just making a tea punch in Martinique. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. What, what about you, Armander? Well, I mean, I, yeah, that's exactly it for me. It's, I always feel like a bit of a, I mean, I always feel like an imposter, but I definitely always feel like an imposter when I'm talking about rum because it's like, you know, I, I haven't been to many of these places and less so the distillery. It's even less so that because look, there's a lot of great pictures and videos and research on that. I can talk about the stuff. I can do the research. What you can't do the research on are the cultures, right? Mm -hmm. the, the people, yeah. the lifestyles, the culture and all of that, right? Because that all informs uh, the, the actual spirit. Sure, a lot of it gets exported out of those countries and comes to where we live and, 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 and Singapore, Fiji, Europe, you name it, but it's still, it's made by people who live there, right? And, mm -hmm. and obviously they make things that cater to the local taste as well. And I think to truly, at least for me, I don't feel like I'm going to get to a point that I can feel comfortable, really feeling comfortable talking about it until I've really kind of learned about the culture and, and been in the yeah. culture, right? And, and it, the rum can even be, uh, you know, a secondary thing, right? Just to see how, what people are up to, what they, you know, and also how they actually interact with rum, right? Because how we maybe treat rum might be different than how someone in Barbados or, or Miami, right. Guadalupe or whatever, how they approach rum. And I want to be hip mm -hmm. to that. You know, I want to mm -hmm. know, and I want to speak to rum in a way that it, it respects and honors the source country, especially from a cultural perspective too, and the people's yeah. uh, perspective. I think that's yeah. that's the one thing I, I always feel like I'm missing. And I, at some point uh, when I have the money, uh, I would love to, to kind of do that and, and, and educate myself first and foremost, that's it full stop. 100%. But any bonus from that would be hopefully that comes through then in the videos uh, in terms of, you know, I'm saying the right things. I'm saying I'm respecting the culture in the right way and presenting them uh, in the right way as well. 
Yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's a great, that's a great call out. And Trudy and obviously Trudy and from Mount Gay met her about two weeks, three weeks ago. And I went into that, you know, and the first thing I asked her, so yeah, what's the best is like black barrel best for corn and oil. And she goes, we don't really drink corn and oils in Barbados. And I went, Oh, I love yeah. it. well, now I feel so dumb, you know, cause that's you know, all you really hear. We have these, these own biases that we have in our brains. Mm. And, you know, I think that that's, that's something. So Arminder, where, where would you go first? I think for me, I'd go to Trinidad for carnival. Yeah, cause I'm, I mean, that's, that sounds amazing for sure. I, I would, you know, uh, I'm a sucker for, for cane juice stuff. So mm. I would initially, if you had asked me maybe like a couple months back, I would have said, you know, Martinique or Guadalupe, but I, I'm, and this is not, this is super accessible, but like I'd go to Mexico, I'd go to Oaxaca, I'd go to the cloud forest, you know, yeah. uh, and, 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 and just, and, and try to experience that. Um, Oaxaca, Michoacan, I would love to go mm -hmm. to Michoacan to kind of see what the folks at, you know, Toronto, Uruapan are doing. So that's my first and foremost. And, and, and not just go there, but like, you know, just hang out. You know? yeah. uh, to me, then if we're talking the Caribbean, it would probably end up being like Guadalupe and Martinique. You know? Yeah. What about you, Garnett? Um, I am working and talking with the girls from El Dorado, and I really want to, I've always heard like Haiti and Guyana is where I want to go, but I do understand that it could be dangerous, but I just, I, I need to find the right group. But I really want to go to Haiti, Haiti and Guyana. Like I have to yeah. go there because I mean, Guyana has some of the most amazing rooms too, you know, and yeah. I want to go. I really want to go. Um, Martinique is definitely on my list because I've been to St. Lucia a thousand times and Bounty and Chairman's uh, picked like 12 of us in the country uh, between Florida and from Florida to New York. To, um, and No love for the West Coast, Tower Manager. Why weren't we invited? I'm so I know. sorry. I know. I get no respect. <laughs> Why can't all the brands do this for us? And it's because I sold so much bounty. So they pick us who are pushing their yeah, product. I'll do it. That's fair. I mean, that's fair. You know? <laughs> but then now I'm like, you know what? Yeah. All the other brands, I'm pushing Denizen like crazy. I'm pushing Appleton like crazy. I, I push mm -hmm. like weight with this shit. Like, I want to go too. And here's Montanya. I love Karen. I don't move as much. Shout out Karen. Uh, shout out to Karen as much. But Karen's yeah. like, Sorry. you guys can come stay by me. Come to Colorado. And you're like, that's on my list too, because she has her own distillery. I just really want to tap into like, okay, so I'm making money with you. You're making money with me. Cover it. Because remember, Brian, you know that at first I took all that money and took my, my team to Cuba with me in mm -hmm. L.A., into Puerto Rico. Remember, B, we were like, oh my God, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go. But it, it adds yeah. up. You know, it adds up. Yeah, and it really does. Mm -hmm. It really does. Outside outside of the, the normal places, uh, this is a question for you guys, because for me, I'd want to go see MOBA in South Africa. Yeah, I'd want to go see sure. Sampan in Vietnam, which I remember, if you like cane juice, like Vietnamese cane juice rum, Phenomenal. oh my good mm. God. Their unaged stuff, as well as their aged stuff, is insane. I think going to like Réunion would be cool. Réunion, Seychelles. Mm. I'm trying to think. Even like French Guiana would be great because that's not a place that you really think of that often. I had a little mm. bit of toucan and it was uh, it was cool to be like, hey, this is French Guiana. Great. I love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, Ghana. that I'm, that, you know, you're hearing here and there, would you say Guyana? Ghana. 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 Yeah, I was going to say Ghana. Yeah, Ghana. Africa in general, yeah. outside of South yeah. Africa, 
It's like there's so much going yeah. on. There's so much excitement going on. Really cool stuff. There's stuff in Kenya happening as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just want to explore that. Like that's to me. And we obviously we don't get any of that stuff here or, you know, no. I haven't seen no. anything. But I would love to not only try it, but can, you, can you can you can you work this out? I mean, Amanda, can you guys like put together a tour where we can do like an African tour? Come on, guys. Oh God, please. So I'll that would be own amazing. Own. That would be cool. We can start north, yeah. south, or south or north or wherever, or east yeah. west, or like east, west, just whoosh. Yeah, we're speaking of Ghana, Down Island Spirits. I don't know if you guys know Mike Streeter. Uh, he's bringing in some Ghana cane awesome. juice. Awesome. That's fantastic. Ooh. So great to hear that, man. That's Very awesome. cool. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah, Mike. yeah. Something. Come um, on, guys. Let's like, make a trip. Shout out, Mike. Year, early next yeah, year. Yeah, we should. I would love like to. spring. Uh, any, and all, any and all brands and sponsors, think of the exposure that you could get by <laughs> well, I mean, sending like, us. But like, that's, a, that's a good question <laughs> because, you know, in terms of what you asked, like other regions, because that's the thing I think that, I think it's really important to keep in mind is like rum is more than the Caribbean. Obviously, mm-hmm. the bulk of it that we get here and that we all love, all these brands are from the Caribbean, and that's very important. Blah 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 blah. And let's we will always have you know much respect for that. But there is rum being made throughout the world, and and, yeah, and, 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 and there's because of different cultural uh, 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 you know different cultures, different production processes historically, they're gonna taste different, or they might not. But like there's just there's these windows of opportunities to explore other parts of the world than just the Caribbean. And I think that's, mm-hmm. to me, has been like the coolest damn thing about this stuff, right? Yeah. We're getting Indian rums now, which is cool. Um, you know, the Vietnamese stuff, all that. Like these are windows into all these different cool cultures. And I think sometimes it's good to kind of stop and realize that there's more to rum than just the Caribbean. I'm not trying to like, you know, offend anyone or anything like that. There's obviously no, 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 no rum. But like, I just think like, you know, let's, let's keep that conversation going. That, you know, rum is a global thing and there are plenty of places making phenomenal rum. Right. Yeah, that's why uh, we're able to go Madeira. so deep on this is because of that diversity. And, you know, you talked about the people and the cultures that influence it. Um, whiskey is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's pretty isolated to, you know, some small certain areas and rum is just so global. And then once you get out and you do make a few trips, just the people behind it really yeah. make it what it is. It's amazing. Constantine, we have 11 minutes. So have we covered, have we covered everything? Anything else that we needed to touch on? Garnet and Arminder. What is a rum that's out there that you've not been able to get your hands on yet? We talked before we started recording about the Appleton 17. What's out there that you really want to try and that is something you you just haven't been able to get yet? It's so many. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> well, I mean, to, <laughs> yeah. to my answer to that is everything we just talked about, like the stuff from, yeah. uh, from Kenya. Like, like To me, it's mm-hmm. less so of a specific existing release is this notion mm-hmm. of the stuff that is out mm-hmm. there that we just don't have exposure to, right? That either well, isn't, isn't yeah. distributed here or no one even talks about it uh, through our yeah. Western lens, I guess, right? Um, and I, that's the stuff I think about and dream about. Like I finally, I, know, I had a bottle here, I don't know where it went, but like I finally got my hands on some stuff from Madeira. I'm like super stoked. Oh yeah, so, William oh, Madeira's great. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I love that's, you know, that's great, but I understand like how that's pretty, like there's, that's, that's still like, familiar in a certain sense but i want to see what the rest mm-hmm. of the world is doing so if they're i can't i don't know if i can give you like specific commercial release um yeah but i would definitely say well no i mean if, if we're talking i mean it, it is accessible if i travel to uh to it but like the 75 percent abv version of rivers i would just love to get my hands on that yeah if you want a commercial release that's the one so honestly it's just so many rums that i'm still learning about that i have yet to try i don't even know where to begin there's so much rum that i want to get my hands on so it's a lot Uh, thanks for having uh for sharing all that with us guys we talked a little bit about what we love about rum and that's the people and having you guys on as personalities that we see in the very polished forms 
on your platforms to just chat with you guys has been really awesome. So thanks for that. And tell us one more time where people can find you in case they didn't write it down the first time. I am Garnet Phillip on Instagram and uh, Rum Talks, which I'm changing to I am Garnet Phillip or The Rum Girl. I'm working on that right now. Find me <laughs> on YouTube at The Rum Revival or just Rum Revival. Maybe even Arminder. I don't know what comes up when you search for Arminder. But yeah, that's on YouTube. On Instagram, I'm at Rum Revival. Yeah, no, well, appreciate you guys. Thank you for thank you for all that you. Yes, I uh, just appreciate both of you. Thank you for all that you do. Keep on doing God's work, uh, and <laughs> together we're going to get people to actually, at scale, realize that rum is something that you can enjoy not only just in your favorite tiki cocktail, uh, but you can also drink all by its lonesome. So, <laughs> with that, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Next month, we are actually going to have rum from unlikely places. So we're going to have privateer rum on we're going to have the folks from moba from south africa and we're going to actually have ninefold up in scotland on as well so uh different regions locations and everybody is making some rum and shedding some light on some cool people doing some cool things so appreciate you guys and we will see you next time thanks everybody thank you guys <laughs> thank you everyone see you next time <laughs>